everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys familiar. What's up? Talking Boys with the Boys. And we're back again with some of that Cowboys fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share, subscribe, leave us a rating, and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies. I'm your host, Adam Y., Along with my co-host, Mark Shadamas D, also known as Mark D, also known as the oldest son of Bakuru Banzai. And I'm Dylan, middle name 88, last name Wilson, token white guy. And I'm Andres, a.k.a. Dreezy. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, When the world asked how the Cowboys would respond, they responded with an absolute annihilation of the Dirty Birds 43-3. And from John Fossil's mouth to our ears, he quoted the greatest MC ever. Spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors. They dip as quick as they can. The atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pimp. <laughs> hey, this, my, hey, this, my guys, is a sign of a team that's all bought in, and I love it. But, man, you know how it goes. Let's dive into this thing. Mark, bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog. What's good, Cowboys Nation? Look good, feel good, feel good, pod good. Let's look for dinner, fellas. The blueprint, huh? Well, looks like Eminem came with a little ether for the blueprint Fangio supposedly put out. Y'all feel me? At 6-2, our Cowboys defended AT&T Stadium with a dominating win and a final score of 43-3 over the Atlanta Falcons to reach a record of 7-2. Our boys scored 36 first-half points and administered a beatdown the likes of that haven't been seen for about 21 years around here. The Falcons came in feeling lucky at 4-4 and got the full clip unloaded on them with no hesitation. After the Denver debacle last weekend, we seem to take a, a personal interest in long dacking the dirty birds with no grease. Long dacking. <laughs> yeah. As the game wore on, it appeared our sadist nature took over and fourth down completion after fourth down completion, touchdown after touchdown, like a bad dog learning a lesson, we repeatedly put Atlanta's face in their own shit play. Greg Zerline <laughs> is expected to return versus the Chiefs. But if that's not going to be processed, Hirolahu will get a few more chances with that strong leg he's got. Yes, Four sir. practice squad players we decided to protect were Liram Hirolahu, just, just in case, Bradley and I, tight end Ian Bunting, and Deontay Burton, cornerback. It is reported that left tackle Tyron Smith will see if he can test that ankle and give it a go in a limited fashion today. Stephen Jones said Monday in a press conference, Tyron's got a real shot to play. Add him to the mm. list of players that can step up and go. Tyron was officially listed as limited in today's practice as he works back from that ankle issue. 
Apparently, defensive end Demarcus Lawrence and defensive tackle Neville Gallimore will work in the rehab group and hopefully do some individual work with head coach Mike McCarthy. Yeah, man, we can't wait for that cavalry. Yes, sir. It sounds like the Gregory strain is more of the two- to four-week variety rather than the four- to six-week variety we all feared. So think okay. more Dak rather than Gallup, guys. Back to you, BB. All right, man. Well, shit, let's dive into this thing, man. Let's do this recap. Hey, usually we do the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I wanted to switch it up. I wanted to do something different, man. Let's call this thing good, wrong, and the ugly, man. All right, Dylan. Let's start with you, dog. Bring us in with some good. There was a whole lot of good from this game, bro. All right, well, good. We got Dan Quinn. So you're going against your old team. You know you got a chip on your shoulder. You, you were there. You took them to a Super Bowl. They fired you. You came in, you shut down Matt Ryan. He was lighting it up the last shut few down. weeks. Shut him down, turn Matt Ryan and turn Matty Ice into <laughs> vanilla ice. What'd you call him? Matthew. Matthew. Dun 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 dun. Matthew. Yeah, yeah. There he is. Yeah, yeah. I, what he did was just incredible. It's like, like it seemed like he was bullying him. To be honest, I was like, "Is Matt Ryan just gonna let him keep doing this to him?" But he yeah. did though. <laughs> man, yeah, but, but yeah, shout outs to him. He's my good this week. Definitely, man. The defensive game plan for turning Matty Ice into Matthew Thomas Ryan. Oh, definitely, man. It worked out perfectly. I mean, everything that he wanted to do with Matt Ice, you saw what he was doing with him. He wasn't letting him set his feet. He was getting him on the move. He was trying to get him uncomfortable. Kind of similar to what we're going to do to a different quarterback this coming week. But, hey, I'll just hold off on that a little bit. Now, the good for that also is something that goes into my wrong, man, because, look, I have been very critical of Buffalo mm-hmm. Bill. I mean, Fossil. Been very yeah. critical of the special mm-hmm. teams unit. I was, I was, that was the, the issue that I had in the preseason. I said our special teams was shit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, spaceships don't have rearview mirrors, right, guys? That's so, right. I really have to look at it. And after what he did last week, and we had that penalty on that two-yard punt that should have been a block, he came right back at it and came right back to it. And yeah. we got it. And Nashawn Wright, the real good with that, too, is he went ahead and he, he, uh, he re-upped for his mistake last week, and he got a touchdown, man. He good sure did, Nashawn man. Wright right there, man. Real yeah. good for Nashawn Wright right there. And uh, another good right there, actually, was um, what, uh, what the defensive end there, Dorrance Armstrong, did, man. So he, yeah, so he got a punt block and a sack. And the last time that somebody did that was actually Terrell Basham, his teammate. So that was just the, the first time that it happened since the last time that it happened. And it was a cowboy who did it. He wasn't a cowboy at the time, but he had done it. So that's a good yeah. from that end as well. Man, I'll add to you good, Mark, man, because the Cowboys, dude, have scored seven defensive and special teams touchdowns in the Mike McCarthy era in, in 24 games as a, as a team's head coach. In the previous regime with Jason Garrett, in the final 69 games, they've only scored five, dog. So in 69 mm-hmm. games in the Garrett era, the defense and the special teams unit has only scored five. We've scored seven in, in 24 games with Mike McCarthy, bro. So, yeah, dog. Special teams. That's what they call an increase. Yeah. Yes, and guess who leads the league in punt blocks? Guess who leads the league in punt blocks? John Uh, Fossil and them special teams. (laughs) That spaceship over there, baby. That spaceship over there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. More more punt blocks in one one year than Jason Garrett had his entire career here. That's, That's ridiculous. Honestly, I don't even want to say yeah. Jason Garrett anymore, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's crazy, man. That's a wild stat, man. 
But man, I give y'all my good, man. I give y'all my good, and then I let Andreas go, man. But my, one of my goods, man, Jordan Lewis, man. Jordan Lewis set the goddamn yeah. tone. Yes, sir. He set the tone, man. And back to back pass breakups, dude, on a third and seven to Pitts on an outbreaking route. Lewis batted that pass down in, in a press coverage, man. And then on mm. a fourth and seven to Gage on an underneath route, Lewis instinctively undercut Ryan's pass, man, and, and batted it down, man. So following that fourth and seven, on the next three Atlanta drives was a punt and a block punt, man. And like Dan Quinn stated on nickel cornerback Jordan Lewis's role in that 43-3 win versus the Falcons, he was the one who said it off. Said it off in this mother, he said. <laughs> he said he felt the urgency and the intensity all day, man. Now, that was my good. Uh, Jay Lou was definitely my good, man. But my great dog, and it continues to be great, man, is that boy Dakota Rain Prescott, man. That boy went six of seven for 72 yards and two touchdowns and two big-time throws when blitzed versus Atlanta, dog. So that boy, man, you can't blitz a guy. That throws in the back of the end zone. (laughs) He's falling back. man. That was sick. CD wasn't even out of his break, and he just threw it to where he was supposed to be, and CD just drifted under it. It was, man. He is putting on a clinic, man. Long Daxter, long Daxter, long Long Daxter, man. No spit or nothing, man. Nothing, just straight long Daxter. My wrong is exactly what Mark said. I I was wrong about John Fossil. I I came on here, I criticized him. I was was mad at him, uh, but seems it seems like it'd be a theme this year where our players and our coaches from their from their mistakes. It's hey, a novel idea. He's he uh, come to the party now. He deserves to be here. You know, he, he, can, he can have a seat at the table, so to speak. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, my wrong was – I was wrong on Steele, guys. I didn't think he respond by playing one of his best games of the seasons after getting worked by Denver. So, you know, last week he gave up nine pressures in his first career start at left tackle. And this past Sunday he allowed zero, like Collins allowed just two. Talked about it last – we're like – is he a swing tackle? Hell no, nah, he's just a right tackle. But it looks like he's he's reached final form, or or, or what some of the um the anime guys say. Super uh, Saiyan. <laughs> Super Saiyan. Hey, whatever it's called, bro. I don't I don't what? watch that stuff. But hey, look, he's 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 reached final form, man, and, and he looks like he's becoming the swing tackle we needed. Definitely, definitely, man. You know that actually leads into a little bit of my wrong because Mike Everybody McCarthy out earlier this season. I mean. Hey, you know, you know, Dylan, they, there was a lot of people that had reports about him being on the hot seat. And yes, look, given what happened last year, given the unpredictability of what this year looked like, Mike McCarthy was on one of the hottest seats in the NFL. But he went ahead, sat down, got his mojo moving, and fixed the culture of this team, man. Because yeah. under that other coach, I don't think we come out and do what we did against the Falcons after laying an egg like that against Denver. You know, I really think that I don't I really don't think that that's what happens. And if you if you look at some of the other teams that we've been playing, to be honest with you, they look like old models of us fucking up. They yep. really do. You know, yep. they, they look like Facts. that old NFL, like, you know, five yards and, you know, five yards in a cloud of dust. And, you know, we're going to do what we do. We don't care if you know what we do. Well, we know what you do and what you do doesn't work against us. This, this that game right there against Atlanta was a perfect example of the new NFL versus the old NFL there. I mean, they just kind of played it the way they were going. It wasn't there for them. And they just went ahead and fell into the sand trap. Our <laughs> <laughs> good guys is... There's a lot of good, you know, to choose from, you know, in, which would happen in a 43-3 to three win. Uh, but basically, I got the whole Cowboys defense. I got them, you know, uh, just uh, allowing the Falcons to only convert one-third down, one for 11, 
three turnovers, all all picks, you know, Diggs, Lewis, and Brown. Um, we held the Falcons to four yards per play. And the time of advantage, which is the offense, you know, it was almost a two-to-one advantage, 37 and, and, and some change to 22 minutes. Yep. So basically, hold the clock, which was a total flip from the week before when Denver totally controlled it versus us. So now we controlled the clock. You know, we, uh, we and like I said, we, we, we just allowed the Falcons four yards per play. Defense mm-hmm. is playing lights out. And, you know, it's not like the Falcons, you know, can't score. I mean, they had been playing pretty well. Matt Ryan and his weapons, Pitts and, and, and Patterson. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of good to go around in this game. Let me read you a little, co- a little quote right here, big bro. So, there is no team in the NFC and possibly only one in the AFC offensively who has dominated people like the Dallas Cowboys. There is no defense in the NFC that has suffocated offenses like the Cowboys defense has this season. Dan Orlovsky. Yep. I mean, that's yeah. high praise, right? That sounds like the best team in the NFL to me, doesn't it? I heard that quote myself this morning. Yeah, I know. I uh, mean, uh, we listened to some of the same sources there. Was yes. like, yeah, he was on there talking some shit towards the, for the Cowboys, wasn't he? And it was strange as hell listening to Orlovsky just even say those words out of his mouth. I know a lot of people have been of the mindset where they don't want no new fans like don't hop on the bandwagon we don't want it type shit yeah. but man I'll take it the more people we have in the media supporting Dak and everything the the better uh, so so hey man if you want to if you want to come on the bandwagon that's fine just keep that same energy and he's been keeping it so I'll, yeah. I'll let it slide yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that defense that you were just talking about, uh, Mark Dog, Cowboys defense through nine games last year, two and seven, they allowed 32 points per game, 381 yards per game, seven takeaways, and the opponents 48, 48% on third down. Cowboys defense through nine games this year, flipped it around, dog. We're seven and two. We're only allowing 22 points per game, 354 yards per game, 17 takeaways, and the opponents. 32% on third down, man. Obviously, obviously, what, what Quinn and this defense is doing, man, it's just different, man. It's just, well, of course, Nolan was trash last year, so I don't even When the playmaking is there, I mean, look at that. Yeah. We had all all three of our starting corners get a pick. I don't that's know right. when the last time that's happened. I mean, slot corner, left and right side got a pick. And that slot cut. corner and that, that left side, those were, some, those were some very challenging interceptions that they had there, man. Kelvin yeah, Joseph, they were, Kelvin Joseph I mean, would have got I don't know the last time I've seen that happen. I mean, that one that <laughs> yeah. AB had, I got to back up. That's another wrong. Okay, so I got to back up on any criticism I had of AB. I'm going to go ahead and leave him alone. You go do your thing, all, um, bro bowler. Okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Andres, what was your wrong, man? <sighs> My wrong, I don't, I'm not going to say I was wrong, but I'm going to say I was pleasantly surprised at Gallup. I know he only had three catches for 42 yards, but each catch, just seemed more important than than the last one, right? Um, and I know the week before I said, yeah, he could easily be replaced by Cedric Wilson. And maybe he can be replaced by Wilson, but it was good to see his first game back, him and Dak. It seemed it seemed like they just they just picked up where they left off. You could see that the chemistry was there. You know, Dak feels very confident throwing a gallop. He had five targets. I mean, it's 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 good to see maybe we don't necessarily need him. But it's a damn good thing to have Gallup along with Lamb and Cooper. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know how many people on that right yeah. receiver core can make that toe drag out there on that side. That's what I'm saying. Down at the goal line, man. That's toe drag, right. I guess swag. The cap toe drag, swag. Fine, <laughs> the cap is just fine. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, fellas. Well, let's roll into the uglies. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dylan, give us your ugly, man, because I believe it's probably going to be the same circle, man. So, man, y'all, y'all already know it's Connor Williams. He's uh, been, he has been flagged thirteen times. Ten have been accepted. He leads the league in penalty yards by thirty, and he's responsible for eighteen point three percent of our team's penalties. All of those are the most in the NFL. He is the ugly of the week. <laughs> the ugly of the week, dog. The ugly Jesus. of the week. Connor oh, Williams, come on down. Come on down, <laughs> baby. Come on down, man. All right, man. Well, I, I think there's a consensus here that, that Connor Williams is definitely the ugly, man. So I want to move on to this question for you fellas, man. And I'm going to give you all this quote that McCarthy said, man. He says, and I quote, Connor clearly understands the way he performed. We have a very competitive offensive line room. So we'll see what the future brings. So now I'm trying to read between the line, fellas, which brings me to y'all guys. And I'm going to ask y'all this. Is McCarthy giving us a hint on what's to come with this O-line? Yes. I think that reading between the lines, he's saying a lot without saying anything. Okay? Because Mike McCarthy, he doesn't give any info. He doesn't at all. And when he says, I mean, look, if you look at any kind of situation like this, let's just just think of it if you're on a varsity football team and the dude has that many penalties. You're not just going to go, okay, keep it up, buddy. Let's see if you can do better this game. No, you're going to go up to him and you're going to go, hey, that shit keeps going and you will not have a spot on this starting, on this starting line, okay? I exactly. promise you Connor McGovern's bell has been rung. He knows what the hell's going on. You probably are going to see him. Honestly, I would like to see McGovern take his role on the line, and I'll put Connor Williams' ass back there at fullback. I'll let him take Ooh. McGovern's spot back there and doing a little bit of blocking from that end. I mean, when he was drafted, right. we all heard how athletic he was. We all heard about the box jumps. We all heard about this dude, like John claude Van Damme, getting down with the splits. Okay, well, <laughs> you know what? Let's yeah, get no. back there and try to do something from the fullback spot because straight up blocking, you're you're costing us a few things, man. Like this last yep. game, some of those penalties didn't cost because of how much we were up by. And shit, when Cooper rushes in the game by the third quarter, you can pretty much forget about some of the penalties. But at the same time, if those are in crucial games, like something that's coming up this week. That's coming up this man, week, yeah. Man, you know, I mean – I'm getting it could be a back and forth, ASAP. and if it's a back and forth like that, man, and he's and he's still committing stupid penalties, dude, that's gonna bite us in the ass, man. And yes, and the sir. thing about it though, this should be a strength for him. This should be the game where he would excel out in games like this and how we've been playing. Because we're not sitting down there, we're not just trying to run the ball at you. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to do everything that he's been doing from a from a penalty standpoint. So for me, I'm going, what's going on, man? And you've already been here long enough to where this shouldn't be happening. And it was a trend a few years ago, if you remember. So, thanks. Yeah, Dylan. Well, let me let me let me read to you this part of the of the of the quote, man. So, uh, Mike, like I said, Mike says Connor clearly understands the way he performed. For him to say that, do you believe that he's been talked to from the coaches? For him to say Connor clearly understands the way he performed. Yeah, there's no way that he's been committing all these penalties and they haven't had this conversation. Uh, behind the scenes, they, they were looking at their options, and it's it's got to be McGovern. Uh, I don't know if it's this week or next, but y- you know it's coming. You can't keep getting down to the red zone or, you know, you're about to score, and then you have a holding penalty, knocks you back 10 more yards. It's, it, yep. He's he's hurting the offense, him and Tyler B., but, you know, we can only put McGovern in one position. Hell, uh, yeah. Andreas, yes, hey, we have a very competitive offensive line. So mm-hmm. we'll see what the future brings. Is that is that is 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 he giving us a hint, bro? So McCarthy, the way he said it, that was just the PJ version of basically he said, 
hey, boy, if you don't get your shit together, you're not going to have a job. You're going to be on the bench. That's what he really, I mean, that's, that's really, that's really, I mean, we, we, we've all been talked to like that at some point, right, in our lives by our dads or a teacher or a coach. Hey, boy, yep. if you don't get your shit together, you're not going to do this, that, and the other. You know, you're going to be on the bench. You're not going to play. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what McCarthy, and yeah, there's no way Connor hasn't heard from his position coach, from McCarthy. And, you know, the last straw is when Jerry's got to talk to you. I mean, <laughs> when daddy's got to spank you, it ain't. He doesn't want to see yeah. Jerry. Let's just say that Connor yeah, doesn't want to see son. Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got so, you. There's, there's no way Connor hasn't been talked to. Well, usually when somebody tells you to get your head out of your ass, the next step is we're going to sit your ass down. That's yeah. right. That's right. It, it's a contract year for him. You're, you're absolutely right. And he's yeah. doing nothing to earn a second contract. Nothing at all. Nada. Nothing, man. Mm. But yeah, man. Well, all right, man. Well, let's. Uh, uh, I got another question for you, fellas, man. What, if anything, does this win tell you about this team and how we responded, man? Yeah, it's a, so to get whooped like that, how we did in Denver, and then to go into practice, we're focused. You know, we're playing pissed off. Uh, McCarthy has to do things to make sure we're not so uptight, and then to come out the next week and just be like, hey. All right, we're about to dominate this team. It it takes a special team to not anybody can have a good week where they beat somebody, but it takes a special team to go out there and choose to beat somebody. And yes, we have we have that team, and it, it told me everything I need to know about them. And I feel great about this team because now you know we're feeling ourselves, we're feeling good, we're confident, and we're completely focused, and we're about to go in the arrowhead and you know <laughs> beat down on somebody who's not. A, <laughs> okay, so for me, what this win told me was, and to pig, and to piggyback off what Mark said earlier, I don't think we have a win like this under the old regime. I think what happens is we get whooped by Denver, and if Garrett's still there, I think it still lingers into the next game. I think we still come out, we play in a funk, we probably get behind, and the announcer's like, oh, this is the second game in a row, Dallas, this, that, and the other, you know? But yeah, we yeah. didn't True do that. culture we- changed, huh? Culture change. We turned it completely around, and then and, and that that is the one thing that this shows me is that we're not okay. You know what? We got beat one game. We looked really bad, but guess what? We ain't gonna do that the next week. Like that is not gonna happen. There ain't gonna be no lingering effects. We're gonna yeah. do what we do, and each game is its own separate entity. You know, like last week is not gonna affect this week. This week's not gonna affect next week. That's you know? right. That's so right. That's basically what it told me. That's right. <laughs> and we've all been hard on McCarthy throughout the year so far, you know, clock management and just overall decisions. But yeah. he's he's been excellent these last few weeks. And it, it, to have the team ready and the, have that mentality and they have they play with that aggression and everything, uh, that's him. So uh, when people ask, what does McCarthy do? He brings that to the team. So shout outs to him, too. Well, with that, though, like with McCarthy, the, the aspect, yes, because, hey, I was one of the people at about the second, third game when I was talking about Kellen Moore and saying, what are we going to do with this assistant coaching staff, whether we're going to mm-hmm. either, you know, commit money to them or what we're going to do. Now, the standpoint that I was taking was usually with NFL teams, when they have a head coaching position, especially for one year, they really don't do much of changing, even if the assistants have been balling and doing amazing things. They like to keep the figurehead there. That's what I understood Thanks. initially. So, Thanks. you know, that's what yeah. I kind of understood from that end. But what I also said was this, 
I am going to, I did criticize the clock management. I was wrong from that end because I also said situational awareness, right? But we've had a few players with those issues as well. Honestly, I get, I put the jury out at about the third or fourth game because I said, Hey, but I can't criticize him for too much. I can't sit here and kill him because this is not the point when you do that. It's not a body of work that's been completed yet. Well, I had to see, and I think you can even go back to the episode when I said, I have to see about three or four more games later and then ask me again, because if the culture change wasn't there, if all the mojo moments were nothing but bullshit, you would have been able to see that. These games would not have been going this way. Man, look, we can come back to that Minnesota game. I will always come back to that game. There was yeah. a live mojo moment with those two receivers and Cooper Rush at quarterback. That does not happen, man, with other teams, with Jason Garrett. That doesn't happen. So with Facts, dog. In there Facts. And, with, and with what he's been doing, man, like – I really think that when he comes out, I wouldn't want anybody else at the, at the head of this with the way it's going because he's doing what he exactly knows how to do. Honestly, I think Kellen Moore, that's his bag. I don't think Mike McCarthy is even peeking in the bag. I think he's sticking to what a head coach needs to do, which is manage the team, motivate the team, punish yep. the team. Delicate. Mojo moments, water, watermelons, and we got monkey butt now. Monkey ass, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> man, uh, well, I like I like McCarthy, man. And look, the Dallas Cowboys are first in total offense, first in points per game, fifth in passing, fourth in rushing, tenth in points allowed, tenth in run defense, fourth in, in opponents passer rating, and sixth in turnover differential. Y'all. We have ourselves a Super Bowl contending team, and we are a top five offense and a top ten defense as of right now heading into um, – so, yeah, yeah, I think this is a, a total uh, culture change, man, and what this win told me, this is a different team, man. We're just built different, and I'm going to yes, keep sir. saying this every damn episode we have, man. This team is built different. <laughs> built different. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. man, we took the gas off the we took the, the the foot off the gas in the third quarter, and we still won by thirty eight. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, man, you know, it's it's a lot different. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Arrowhead, man, let's go ahead and and dive into the second seg, man. You know what it is, dude? It's Week Eleven, boys versus the Chiefs. Well, I got a few things that I was looking at, man. We have an, a left tackle over there, Orlando Brown, that the Chiefs had traded for in the offseason. And they had a lot of high hopes for this guy. They were hoping he was going to come in, solidify a few things, not see, you know, Mahomes running for his life. Because we all know, they're, they're, you know, they talked about a formula for us, but there is a formula for the Chiefs until they Thanks. prove that formula doesn't work. Yep. Okay? Yep. Because that formula has been proven to work a bit on them. That's why they brought in offensive line help. But Orlando Brown hasn't quite been what they wanted him to, wanted him to be when they brought him in. Okay? He's had some issues. Yep. Let me see, 28, let me see, what does he have? 26 pressures given up and three sacks given up? I mean, Ooh. right there, that looks like a little bit of a chance for, honestly, I'm not going to even just, I'm not going to throw the obvious answer and say Michael Parsons. I'm going to put yeah. my boy Dorrance Armstrong out there, man. Dorrance has been doing a great job when he's getting a chance. His technique has been sound. He's not just getting these sacks just because. He's working for him, and he's getting there on his own every once in a while. So I want to see him go against Brown there and see what he can do. Now, we all know it ain't going to just be him. It's going to rotate. Everybody will get a shot at this dude, okay? Oh, so yeah. I want to see what everybody has a chance to victimize this dude, Orlando Brown, and see where it goes. <laughs> so that's my first match. <laughs> All right, so uh, my first one, we got Trayvon Diggs versus Tyreek Hill. So this is like mm. Freddie versus Jason. We got 
Alien versus Predator. This is Godzilla versus King Kong right here. Man, I have all the respect in the world for Tyreek Hill. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league, one of my favorite players in the league. So I think you're going to put Trayvon on him. You're going to have some safety help over top. And, uh, yeah, so. You don't need it because that boy is fast. (laughs) Yeah, you're definitely going to need it, man. Super fast. This is the type of, uh, you know, receiver that gives Diggs problems. He has the the speed. He has that wiggle. He's he's hard to cover, man. So, uh, yeah, I think this is kind of a redemption game for uh, Trayvon in a lot of people's eyes. And if he's able to handle this matchup, I I like that. Yeah. Andreas? So in the preseason, I circled this game because I thought that the Chiefs were going to be like the big measuring stick. And I don't care how much they've struggled lately. The Chiefs, to me, are still that team that you got to measure yourself against. And not only do we got to stop Travis Kelsey, not only do we got to stop Tyreek Hill, they got a whole ass receiving core over there that we need to stop. You know, they got Pringle, they got Hardman, they got Robinson. All these guys can take us deep. So what So what? our defense as a whole, our, our, our DBs in particular – they all need to be on their A game against these guys because any of these guys can take us deep and catch a back-breaking touchdown. So, like I said, not only do we got to stop Kelsey, who caught eight for 119, over oh, their running back, Darrell Williams, caught nine for 101. Now we got, you know, we, and Tyreek, you know, he's Possible he return of, uh, of CHE or C or CEH. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's not – I, I think people think it's just Tyreek. No. They got a whole receiving core over there that 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 I think on any given Sunday those guys can just burn one. So Diggs, Brown, or uh, all our DBs just need to be on their A game because that passing game in Mahomes can kill you. Nicole right, Hartman's man. fast too. That's a, he's super that. fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got a whole track team over there, man. Yeah. I was just about to say they got a they got a relay squad, man, at receiver. <laughs> four, four. It, doesn't get, it doesn't get any yeah. less than four four, man. No, hey, don't. Man. King Kong versus Godzilla, Mark. Like you stated the other day, man. This is what this is, bro. Exactly what this is, man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do my key matchups, and I want to just I want to be uh, a little different with the matchup this week. Not necessarily offense versus the defense, but more of who will win the war of attrition. Hey. We got the kid Moore versus the enemy. Dak versus Patty Mahomes, and we got McCarthy versus Reed, man. And what it comes down to, and like I said, the war of attrition. You know what I mean? Who's gonna outperform who? Who's gonna Who's gonna Same. step up on what team? King Kong, Same coach Godzilla. And King Kong ain't got shit on me. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. You know. You know what, though, man, that that you like we were talking about that relay team they got over there. I mean, it goes from a high four two to a low four four. Right. So yeah. honestly, I heard a few little things that were coming out of out of, out of Cowboys practice. Um, there was some information that was released by a, a few people. Bucky Brooks was talking about some stuff. And what I understand, the Cowboys were putting the scout team receivers were putting their their receivers two to three yards down the field to mimic the pressure of speed they're going to see in their backpedal. Mm. Okay, That's so our receivers were actually yeah advanced by two to three yards in you know in that five yard cushion, so that the the DBs know hey you're gonna you ain't really gonna get a hand on this dude. Okay, so considering that, honestly, hey Dylan, I got you, but you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm gonna put AB on Tyreek Hill and bracket him all day. I'm not gonna leave him by himself. I'm gonna get Trayvon to fucking take Kelsey out of the game if I can. Okay, or Jerome Curse over there with Kelsey, because I'm going to take somebody out of the game. 
I'm not going to let somebody have 50% of what they can get and somebody with 50% of what they can get. I'm going to tell Trayvon, go get him. We didn't do it last week with Pitts, okay? We let J. Lou play the dog out there and shut that generational tight end down. But <laughs> this week, what we're going to have to do is I really think that they're going to switch it up just a little bit. They might think that Trayvon's about to – I mean, they might think that, that J. Lou's about to do the same thing he did last week. But the mad scientist, Dan Quinn, I really don't think that it's going to be the same thing. He's going to throw some different stuff out there. And let me say one thing as well. I harped and I really criticized Trayvon on the last show about his technique. And that boy's technique in that last game against Atlanta was as sound as I'd seen it all season. For the first to second quarter, he wasn't giving any receiver an inch. Okay? And then, third quarter, what happened? He got a little lax on him. Yep. yep. Didn't I yep. say that was going to happen? I think I said that that's kind of the way it was going to go. <laughs> anyway, he, had, he had pick number eight on number eight. Pick number eight on and, number eight, baby. Let's go. And if you notice, it was so beautiful because he just waited. He just waited for the, the opportune time. He saw that bullshit coming down the sideline. He went, up. Oh, come here, Matthew. <laughs> that that catch though by itself was just incredible. Yes. Catch it behind yeah. your head, like he he but, saw yeah, it last it last second and just pulled it in. Like how the hell, man? I don't know man. if some of our receiver core could have caught that like that, man. Right. <laughs> so I don't think there's an easy way to beat the Chiefs, but I think if you are going to beat the Chiefs, it's kind of like like what Mark said. Take Kelsey out the game. I think I think we take Kelsey out the game and slow him down as best as you can. I think you know he is Mahomes you know, security blanket like most tight ends are for their quarterback. I think if you slow down Kelsey and and just keep it to him throwing to the receivers, I mean, I think that's probably well, – I don't want to say, Mahomes like I said, the easiest his, way, but that's probably the best way. When Mahomes makes his biggest mistakes, man, it's because he has that cannon of an arm, man. He reminds me a lot of John Elway back yeah. in the day because you would give John Elway some things underneath. Yeah. He would take it. He would take it. Then he'd get impatient and try to take something down the field. There's a pick. That's who Mahomes really reminds yeah, he me of. He gets you got very to. impatient. Yeah, and you got to generate uh, pressure on this man. And from what I'm hearing or and from what I see, I mean, Mahomes doesn't like to get hit. He doesn't. No. You know what I mean? No. So when you're hitting him and you're generating pressure, that's when he becomes the Mahomes we saw, what, the first three weeks of the season? The Brett Favre syndrome. He's got that yeah. gun, gunslinger mentality, man. Yeah, hell yeah. But I'll give y'all one of my matchups, man, or not even a matchup, bro, but I think who I think is going to have a big game, and that is that boy, D. Schultz, man. Kansas City is 31st in yards per target, man, versus tight ends this season, dog. So, Damn. Speaking, so speaking of my boy, the Schultzinator, y'all see, see that route he ran right down the middle of the field against the Falcons when he had that look over his shoulder and, oh, boy, jumped out of the frame? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dylan, yeah. Dylan, Dylan, that's how a tight end separates, homie. That is? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was oh, – so, all right, Mark. So, so – <laughs> It was an all right. I'm let, 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 let me transition the conversation. So, so Mark, since you're such a soft-spoken guy and you're all humble and everything, let me give you some love, man. Uh, I like your idea of putting Trayvon on, on uh, Kelsey. I don't know if they'll do it. But my second matchup, I was going to put J-Ron on him. But I do like your idea. You know, you'd you, you be knowing what you're talking about sometimes. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like we, we switched opinions on who to put where from last week. Hey, man, but, but a lot of people are acting scared, man. There's a, man, I've been hearing, I've been hearing other, other, other podcasts and other uh, insiders talk. And the way they talk, man, they're just like, 
Kansas City has just found their little groove here uh, this last week against the Raiders and the week before that. Yeah, it, 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 but it doesn't look like the – to me, in my opinion, it, it doesn't look like the Kansas City that went to the Super Bowl. It doesn't look like that team anymore. First yeah. of all, their, their, their O-line is trash. So we got to yeah. take advantage of that. Second, man, their defense, man, Kansas City's defense is 23rd in the league with passing yards against. 24 touchdowns and 18 given up. 27th ranked with giving up 4.6 yards a carry on the ground. And teams are also converting 68.8% of their red zone attempts, dog. So, mm. yeah, man, that, that defense right there against our offense, dog, the Dallas offense, man, that fucking the steamrolled last week, man, it's going to be a long day for Kansas City. Hey, Don, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who did they beat last week? The Chiefs? The Raiders. They beat the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. Uh, yeah, rolling into Kansas City Sunday. They are not the Raiders, man. They are not the Raiders. Yep. Cowboys yep. are better than the Raiders, top to bottom, in any form or fashion you want to compare the two teams. Oh, that's a question? I didn't know that was a question. Uh, oh, it's it's still debated. I know some guys are still okay, but I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm gonna keep it civil. Okay. Carr in his wettest dream could not be better than Dak Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> Even Carr in his dreams, he's not better. Man. The Raiders <laughs> and the are not better than the Cowboys. So I respect the Chiefs, and I know. They're just a few plays away from looking like the Chiefs of old, but we ain't the Raiders, man. Cowboys ain't the Raiders. No way. Hey, baby, we the motherfucking Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try to figure out who's better car or Stafford. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, does uh, Rashad, Rashad Fenton, uh, Legereus Need, or Mike Hughes guarding our receivers carry all at all? <laughs> Not really, man. Okay. No. Uh... No. Hey, wait, wait, hold on. Say those names again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rashad Fenton, Legereus Need, and Mike Hughes. Bless their hearts, man. I mean, I know, yeah. I know of a Sam Sneed. He was an old golfer from a long time ago. Sneed. Who? 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 I was like, Sneed? I, I think that's a villain in a movie or something. <laughs> I need to keep an eye on back there. It's Honey Badger. Honey Badger's legit. He's yeah. but Well, yeah, Juan, Juan Thornhill is good, too. They got a couple good safeties, but their receivers, yeah. good luck to them. Or their yeah, corner, their, their defense, yeah, corner man, their defense yeah. isn't anything that – I mean, honestly, we've seen better defenses than this already. Carolina's defense is better than this. You know, yes, I mean, I'm looking at this defense, and if you get them behind, they're going to have some issues. You know, they're going to have some pretty big issues. So um, I'm not scared of the Chiefs, man. This is new NFL. This is, you know, a lot different. I was talking to my brother earlier, and, you know, it's, it's different than the, than the JG era, you know, because, look, last year we can't really say, hey, we weren't scared of anybody because we sucked. So we're finally coming into our own and understanding how to kind of be with this regime. And I'm not – there's no fear about these dudes, man. They should mm -hmm. be fearing us right now because this is the new NFL. This is going to be a shootout. And it's not going to be that old grind it out fourteen to seven game. We got some for them, man. We really do. They don't. It's not the other way around. So, yeah. yeah th th think about this. Uh, here's all the teams to put thirty or more on them: the Browns, the Ravens, the mm. Chargers, mm. the Eagles, and the Bills. 
And the Titans didn't score 30, but they beat them 27 to 3. Washington had them looking bad for three quarters. And then mm-hmm. a terrible Giants team went down to the wire with them and almost beat them. So <laughs> they're about now they're facing the best team in the league, the best quarterback in the league, the best receiver core in the league, and the we best have a offense in the league. Man, we have, we have a run game and an offensive line with anybody. Hey, man, so. If Jalen hurts and the Eagles can put thirty on you, you got some problems. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> Definitely. You man. you Definitely. had you had Walmart brand Dak putting thirty. What? On you. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dollar General Dak. I'm talking about Colin. Dollar General Dak. Great value. Great value. Dollar General Dak. That's I like that. Uh, My my third matchup, though, I I had uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Cover 2 because, uh, you know, Mm. I don't know what the Raiders were thinking. Everybody that was playing Cover 2 against Patrick Mahomes was giving them fits. Then they come out and just do single high, and they, of course, get lit up for five touchdowns. So, I heard that. Yep. I heard that yeah, same so, stat, bro. I heard that same stat. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Patrick know, Mahomes that, versus cover two. That's the defense that the Chiefs run as well. They do that single high safety as well. And they, you know, they run that type of defense. So, we're going to see. we definitely going to see. Keep keep doing this shit. Yep. <laughs> keep doing that shit. Keep doing that shit. We're going to eat, man. That's they amazing. got a. They they also have a right guard over there, Trev Smith, who's given up four sacks and twenty eight pressures. So honestly, I'm thinking <laughs> Micah might be picking on him a little bit, man. Mm. That's a bit. That's a bit. I got a matchup that's not on the field. It's actually the weather because you know Arrowhead can have some nasty weather that could affect the pass game. But yeah. uh, so far, you know, a few days out from the game, it looks like the, it looks like the, that that the weather should be favorable. So it's not going to be you know snow you know, windy, uh, rainy, you know, stuff that could actually affect the game. Speaking well, you know, Arrowhead, it's just like Pac said, uh, how do you want it, right? Because we can yeah. – yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, well, that if, if it was snowing or raining and windy where well, we couldn't throw, I think that definitely plays in our hands because they ain't got a run game. They're bottom of the league. I think, they, I think they're down there with, uh, with Atlanta's. Uh, mm-hmm. Rush attempts, bottom of the league in, in, in yards uh, – y- yards uh, – you know, per, per run. Attempt. So yeah, per attempt. Yeah. So I mean, they ain't really doing shit, man. Either in the run game, man. It's it, it 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 it's 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 Patty's arm, tight end, and it's Tyreek Hill, man. It's that whole passing game. That's what drives that team, man. So yeah, man. If that if that weather if that weather were to turn, man, I think that it's real favorable in our in our on our side. Speaking of Arrowhead, I, I've been there. I've been there twice. It it is a loud stadium. Ooh. It's it's probably the loudest stadium in the whole league. So uh, a matchup that came to mind as we were talking. I think Tyler Biotis managing that crowd noise. Uh, they're going to have to have their ah. silent counts and everything. So, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. He might mm-hmm. have some snapping issues this week. So, that's something to look out for. Well, you know, with Tyreek Hill, guys, I will actually take a 15-yarder for whoever wants to deem it to pop his ass coming across the middle. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll, I'll give it up. up. Hey, who, who wants to light his ass up? I just make it not Micah, and I don't give a damn who does it. You know, um, just hit him in the chops real quick and slow his little bitch ass down. Make him think twice about coming through that middle, man. Yeah. Let's let some nobody on the bench get some playing time real quick and light him up. <laughs> hell yeah. Hey, hell yeah. Hey, you know what? Hey, Malik Hooker, where you at, Malik Hooker? Hey, Kelvin, you know what? Hey, Kelvin, let me give you a shot in the first quarter. Here, here come here, bro. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, fellas. Well, y'all know what time it is. It's prediction time. 
So, man, let's get this thing in, man. Well, I got three wild predictions this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I got to, man. My brother's a Chiefs fan, and I'm I'm from Missouri, so I got I got a lot of Chiefs fans in my family. So, okay, go so, get it. So, yeah, I got the Cowboys winning forty-five to thirty. I think we're gonna whoop their ass. And uh, my my first of three bold predictions: I got Dak Prescott throwing for five touchdowns. You know, he's Ooh. looking across the field. He He's seeing Patrick Mahomes and everything. He hears all the talk. You know, Patrick Mahomes is known for these games. You know, Dak Prescott, he has that chip on his shoulder. He's going to have a crazy game. And one of those touchdowns I got going to Connor McGovern. Because we know mm. Kellen Moore, mad scientist, he's over there, you know, <laughs> spending all day on his chalkboards and everything, mixing elixirs and whatnot. And, you know, Connor McGovern is about to get one of these touchdowns one of these days. And I think it's this week against Andy Reid and Biennemi. Well, speaking real quick of that, of, of Connor McGovern, man, Kellen Moore dialed up trick plays for Connor McGovern, lining them up outside as a wide receiver and bunch yeah. formation, <laughs> pull back and tell back. Hey, when asked about McGovern, Moore laughed, dog. He said, you guys like Connor, huh? He said, I do, too. He thinks he can do just about everything on the field right now. <laughs> get hey, that man a touchdown. Let's go. <laughs> it's coming, man. Get, get, get the big guy a touchdown. But but on defense, we mentioned Malik Hooker. I think he gets his first interception this week on a deep pass to Tyreek Hill. That's what he does. He roams the field. He has that rangy speed, and he has great hands. I think he's going to get one this week. That's nice. All right, man. Well, I got the Cowboys winning 30-21. to 21. Osa gets a strip sack fumble to end the Chiefs' final drive late in the fourth. Ball. Oh, get it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I got 34 to 10, Cowboys win. I don't think it's going to be that much of a shootout, man. I really don't think it's going to be everything that everybody's touting it out to be. I think we're going to handle them. I think it'll be 34 to 10. I think we're going to keep them under 300 yards of total offense because we're not just going to, you know, they're going to get there, but they're not going to score, and we're going to, have, we're going to get a blocked field goal out of this. Okay. Mm, okay. We'll get a block field goal out of this. And let me see. Mike is going to get two sacks and five pressures. Oh, damn. Ooh, okay. Man, man if, 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 if our defense holds them to 10 points, the, I'm going to be insufferable on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they, yeah, most definitely, dog. Most definitely. So, oh, and real quick, hey, real, real quick. McGovern yeah, catches the touchdown off goal line. They, they fake it to Zeke. McGovern comes. Like he's got as the fullback and he catches a short little two, three yard route right Mark Stradamus. Speak into existence. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if y'all bet, take the over. The 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 over under for this game is fifty six. Take the over. I think it's gonna be thirty seven twenty seven. The boys. I think our defense uh forces Mahomes into three interceptions. And mm-hmm. um you know, I'll give I'll give I'll give Zeke a solid 115 yards. It's not a wild prediction, but I'll give him a solid 115 touchdown. But I think that defense is going to show out. Yeah, we are going to get 27 points. They're going to look dominating. It's going to be the most dominating 27 points left. Who you got getting Mm -hmm. the three picks? Oh, I'm going to go. You know what? Another one for Diggs. And I'm going to go. I'll go with the linebacker. Probably not Micah. You know what? Give Vanderesh a pick. Okay. Ooh, yeah, okay. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. All right. All right. Hey, man. Okay. Well, y'all know, man. It, hey, it's time for the shout out train, man. Let's jump to Twitter and read out some of these shout outs. All right. Hey, shout out Ace Cressetti. Hey, she says Parsons will sack Mahomes this game. 
All right, all right, man. Hey, shout out to Philip DJ Shiu, man. Straight from Germany, fellas. This guy says 34 to 28, the boys. Michael will sack Mahomes. Diggs with an interception, number nine. And Dak throws three touchdown passes and and rushes one in for a touchdown. All right, Philip. Hey, shout out to the guys over there in Germany, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's nice. I like that. All right. Hey, that boy Mario at Mario H, uh, Mario H86, man. He says, busy day, man. I hope I'm not too late. You're not, brother. Hey, we finally got to, we finally got, to, we finally get to see a shootout. Or we're finally going to get to see a shootout. It's not easy stopping Mahomes at home. And it seems that he got his groove back. Dallas wins on the road, 41 38 on a last second field goal. Bro, prediction, offense. Dak, five total touchdowns. Defense, Mahomes sat five times. Eee, Mario, okay, mm. okay, okay. And the field like goal kick by Liram Irilahu. Hey, let's go. I've been practicing, man. You've been practicing. I was calling Liram Hallelujah. I work too. I work too. That's what we say when Zerline makes a field goal. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, well, shout out Shane, man. You know Shane rocks with his heart, man. At Shane underscore 2104. He says uh 27-23 Cowboys. And a bold prediction is Dak throws the game-winning touchdown pass to Michael Gallup with 15 seconds left. Ew, Shane. Shane. He gave the call time you, and call you a shot. Yeah, that's your boy Shane right there, man. <laughs> hey man, all right. Like well, Shane, uh, good dude. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Appreciate you, Shane. All right, all right, all right. Let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, I got one uh, one last one, man, and I'm going to go ahead and ask Mark this, man. This is from our boy Yusuf Nakuda. What's up, Yusuf? Hey, man, he Yusuf. asked, he says, what's the timeline for Tank and Gallimore and Urban? And great show, guys, as always, gentlemen. Hey, man, we appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you, okay? you, Yusuf. No, definitely. Yes, sir, hey, we Yusuf. appreciate that, Yusuf. Yes, sir. You know what? I'm going to give him a detailed answer because Yusuf always is down to it, man. So, yeah. Well, yeah, Gallimore yeah. initially was six to eight week diagnosis. Um, honestly, when you look at what Gallimore had um, initially, even when they gave the eight week, I was very skeptical about that, about the eight week. I, I really was looking at a 10 week if it was a moderate subluxation, but it looks like it's a full dislocation. So I really wouldn't be looking at him coming back to maybe week 13, maybe week 14, somewhere around there. Because what they're saying right now is he's putting pressure on the sled, but he's still not hitting the sled. And remember, mm. from a defensive tackle standpoint, that elbow is everything, man. That elbow is your power, okay? So I, I don't – you know, they want to make sure that he comes back in time and healthy because if not, that thing dislocates again. Tank, sooner than Gallimore, been doing active work at full pace along with resistance cord work. I would uh-huh. say week 12 to 13 for Tank, maybe 12 to 13, possibly next week or the following week, depending on when they open up that 21-day window. And then Urban should be back a little sooner than these guys but it's going to be still playing with that 12 to 13 week um, period right there. So yeah. the, the furthest one is going to be Gallimore. The soonest will probably be Tank and in between to be Urban. But we're looking for the War Daddy to come back. In fact, I think he had a tweet, didn't he, today? He said, soon. Soon, right? baby. Let's go. Let's He's go, the only man. one getting real work right now in practice. So we're looking at him coming back very soon. So definitely out there mm-hmm. on, the, on bands and ropes and all that, man. So hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas. Well, shit, man. Hey, everybody out there. Appreciate it as always, and thank you for rocking with Talking Boys with the Boys. Yo, yes, sir.